The views expressed on The Pickleball Show are not necessarily those of the USAPA. The Pickleball Show is the official podcast of the USAPA dedicated to growing the sport of pickleball around the country. Show your support and become a USAPA member today. Visit USAPA.org. From Bainbridge Island to the villages. Pickleball is one of the fastest growing sports in America. Buckeye to Abbotsford. Time out, baby, yeah! St. George to Rochester and all points in between. If you've heard of pickleball or you already play it, then you know. This is the Pickleball Show. This is Deb Harrison of PicklePongDeb.com. And here's the host of the Pickleball Show, Chris Allen. Live from the PBX Club Studios in Asheville, North Carolina, it's the Pickleball Show. I am your host, Chris Allen, celebrating a milestone today, and thank you for being a part of it. Episode number 75 of the Pickleball Show. That's what this is. You know, a lot of podcasts, actually most of them, don't make it into double digits. They don't make it past 10 episodes, and here we are on number 75. And I'm very proud of that, and I told you last week that I wanted to celebrate it by sitting down with somebody that I've been wanting to talk to since the very beginning of the podcast. This gentleman, to me, is the total package. I think when you step onto a pickleball court, there is nobody with more of a deadly combination of brains, of mental toughness, and physical ability than this guy. Joining me from the Villages, Florida, the one and only Brian Staub. Brian, thanks for uh, joining me today on the 75th episode of the Pickleball Show. Thanks, Chris. Uh, you know what? If, I, if you wouldn't have mentioned my name, I wouldn't have known you were talking about me. <laughs> So, gee, who else is on the show? I thought it was just going to be us. I was saying, yeah, well, have you got Marston on the show today? What's going on? It's the old, uh, I never want to be uh, a member, or what is it? I never want to be part of any club that will have someone like me as a member. Yeah, can, can, can we add age to that equation? If you add age to that equation, I'll start to get it a little bit. Well, I told you that I just wanted to just have have a, a relaxing show today and just sit down and, and uh, actually just share a beer with you. Actually, maybe split a six pack and you suggested, well, how about splitting the case? And uh, <laughs> so we've got uh, we've each got our uh, our beer standing by. I've got some blue moon here. I'm going to I'm going to uncap right now and uh, we can just do a little virtual clink of the bottles here. What do you have standing by, Brian? It's just I'm a Bud Light lime kind of guy. You know, I'm not one of those big I'm one of those light beer kind of guys. Yeah. Rodney Allman's been turning me on to some some different uh, beers. He likes one right now called uh, Hopium. I think he said it was the pride of Winston-Salem, North Carolina, but couldn't find any of that today, so I'm going with the Blue Moon. So a toast real quick to uh, the great sport of pickleball and all of the great friends that I've made as a result of it and the great friends that I continue to make. Brian, here's to you. Thanks, Chris. You know, I I guess I should say that you probably got a very good mentor there in, in the correct beer. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, it's always good to have a, a good mentor. Speaking of which, I had the pleasure of hanging out and meeting a lot of great people over at Pickleball Summit two weekends ago in Charlotte. And one of my favorite people that I met was your son, Matt, who was one of the pros. Just a, a great guy, obviously great player on the court, but more importantly, uh, just a, a great guy to hang out with. And so uh, right off the top, kudos to you and his mom for raising such a fine young man. Well, thank you very much. I'm, we're very proud of him, and, and I've got another one that equally is talented, and, and thank you very much for saying that. 
I was thinking all along that uh, maybe, you know, you were already established in pickleball and then, you know, maybe you kind of passed the torch a little bit on to Matt, but uh, to him here to, <laughs> to hear him tell it, no, the beer hadn't kicked in yet, but uh, right. he said that you guys pretty much came up in the sport together. You learned about it together. Yeah, we did. I mean, obviously I've got a, a lot of folks know I've got a tennis background, so I, I played in college, played a circuit in Europe and then all that good stuff. And so for me, it was more of a, a situation where I hit a pickleball a lot like he hit a tennis ball. Brad Gilbert had a book out there called Winning Ugly. Mm-hmm, that's yeah. kind of how I won in, in tennis, and that's probably how I win some in pickleball. And so I like to you know, put people in uncomfortable situations. And I think Matt was a lot the same. Matt was a high school tennis player and a high school baseball player, ended up going to play college baseball. And, and uh, we did. We learned the sport together. Interestingly enough, we kind of liked the same type of strategies and, and what to do with the ball in certain situations. So I'd agree with that assessment very much. Your, your drilling and practicing is legendary. Jeff Shank has talked about it. Deb Harrison, uh, Coach Mo, has all commented how you're, you know, you're constantly practicing, you're constantly drilling. What's a normal practice drill routine for you, and then how do you change it or tweak it as you're preparing for something like the Nationals? I do believe in drilling quite a bit, and unfortunately, I haven't done a lot lately. Now we're getting into the big tournaments and things of that nature. So I'll start drilling a little bit heavier, but I'm a firm believer that you've got to do the things in the drills that you're going to do in the matches. It doesn't do you any good to go and drill and hit pretty ground strokes and things like that. If you're getting ready for a doubles tournament, I mean, you've got to, you've got to do the drills that make sense that you're going to see a lot of balls. You're going to duplicate a lot of balls that you're going to see in the matches. So there's a lot of things at the net, short angles, a lot of volleys, things like that. It's imperative to have somebody that looks at the drilling like you do. That was the beautiful thing about having Matt here. Matt's just as competitive as his dad. He's just a lot more civil about it. Um, <laughs> it's true. But he, you know, he and I used to drill and we'd get competitive. And I, and I didn't like losing to him in, even in drills. It sounds bad. I mean, I've got a mother-in-law that said, you know, I feel sorry for you because you're competitive when you play cards. And, and it, it's a tr- <laughs> It's a true statement. And, and so Matt's the same way. So when we got together to drill, there was some competitiveness there and, and we worked very hard. There was two people that looked at it like it was a match setting and you can't duplicate that all the time, but you certainly have to duplicate that as much as you can. Now, one of my uh, favorite drilling partners, gentlemen that I'm fortunate enough to play with on a regular basis named Rusty, he came up with the idea. He said, you know what? You kind of get lulled into a false sense of security when, say, you're just you're drilling dinks or you're drilling cross court and you, you hit one up high. But since it's a drill, even though it's high and in a game, you'd normally smash it. You know, in a drill, you just keep it going, keep it going. And he said, you know what? Let's go ahead and pay for our mistakes. If I pop one up high, smash it at me and I'll do the same to you. I really like that strategy strategy because it is easy to kind of get lulled into that just kind of back on your heels just okay I know what's coming and if it's you know if it's it's up no big deal I'm just going to keep it back down do you uh you like playing that way or do you want to just keep it going you know absolutely I think that's the key to the drill certainly after you've loosened up if the ball is up the other person has to hit it and I'll tell you why because both players benefit from it the person that's hitting it has the ability to say okay I can hit this shot I've hit it a bunch in practice now when it's up I can I can drill it at the person and be consistent about drilling it at the person the other side of that coin is the person that's got it up has realized they've gotten it up they've got to take that half step back prior to that other person hitting it and what I believe is that's when the hands become supple the hands become soft that ball gets just set back in in front of them again you take pace off you reset that drill. 
So if you're not hitting it, you're probably losing part of the effect of the drill on both parties. So I totally, I totally agree with that. Good deal. That's good to know. So yeah, you're really doing each of you a disservice by just by not attacking a ball that deserves to be attacked. Absolutely. Good. I'm glad you confirmed that. So we'll keep drilling at each other when those high balls. Hey. <laughs> right. And Chris, you know, the game, the game, we'll talk about that obviously a little bit later, but the game's changing so rapidly. These youngsters now, anything that's up, you know, and, and I've always said that there's definitions of what up a beginning player, a, a ball that's head height might be up intermediate player, a ball that's net height might be up. Well, guess what? The game has gotten so advanced. Now a ball that might even be a foot or two feet off the ground might be a ball that they can hit. You know, Marston's a big one. He likes hitting it at your body, but a lot of people cross foot people or hit it behind people. And they might not win it with that point, but they're going to win it with the next point. The only way to do that is to practice that scenario. Yeah, there's some balls that, that go over and you think, there is nothing he can do with that ball. I have totally neutralized him. And there are some players that just zing it right back at you. And you think, God, how did he make something out of that? I gave him nothing. And, and quite frankly, that's how the game's changed as well. You know, when Matt and I learned the game years ago, I, a good friend of mine, Tim Nelson. You know, Tim Nelson controlled the ball as well as anybody. And he was a tough kid. He knew what he was doing. And now Tim's obviously getting his law degree. And, and don't count him out. He's going to be back. I know that for a fact. The puppet master. Absolutely. A great player. I learned a majority of what I do in pickleball from him. And now the game's evolved a little bit, obviously. And, and there's some things that some folks are doing that are tennis players that's it's changing that, but we can get into all that later on. I remember uh, talking to Gigi Lamaster. She said that uh, when she won nationals along with Sarah Ansbury this past year, she said she thinks that she's probably the last person who came up through the ranks, the, you know, 303540, who's going to win a national championship. That now, you know, these players coming in at 50 and above, they're going to be the ones to die dominate going forward. Do you agree with that? Well, I've, I've always said it, that the winner of this year's national singles title potentially has not even picked up a pickleball paddle yet. <laughs> I, I've always said that. What I mean by that is this, you know, it's just a matter of time, you know, before your Morgans and, and all these guys that were tennis players prior to being pickleball, you get a top level 5-0 tennis player, let's say, and, and the ones I target, Division one kids playing Division one at big schools, and they're playing up top. They're great athletes. They pick a paddle up, especially in singles. I say that for singles. Doubles, a little different animal. But singles, the chip in charge, that person is just a Division one tennis player. And you're seeing that now with these kids. Matt Wright's another one that came out of nowhere, you know, and he's a phenomenal player. We're just waiting on the outskirts for these tennis players to pop in. Once they play pickleball the first time, they're going to realize that it's a hell of a lot more fun than tennis anyway. <laughs> and uh, my personal opinion, and, and they'll start playing pickleball. And one of the things when I watch you on the court, it just seems like there's no wasted movement from you. It's just the, the, the pinnacle of efficiency and economy of movement. I've never seen anybody as efficient as you are. Uh, is that something that, I guess, comes naturally? Do you have to constantly work at it? How, how did you become so efficient on the court? I think it's getting real old. Is that, is that potential? Um, no, I, you know what? I, I, I mean, I, I like to say that I, I did a lot of that in tennis. You know, I, I do understand when I teach the game, I do understand a lot of the angles and, and what, what you hit sets up or derives what you're going to get back. People have seen me and they look at my motions. Well, guess what? A lot of that is attributed to your partner as well, because not only is the part, shot that you hit, it's the shot that your partner hits. If they hit a ball that's in the right place, that's down, that's in the middle, doesn't provide people a lot of angles, makes anticipation a little bit easier. Phil Bagley has done that for years, so I have to give him as much credit for that. But that, that's really basically all it is. I don't question a lot of where I'm going to and how to close and 
which ball I'm going to hit. I know I like to hit the ball cross court and keep the ball down. I think you got to be, like I said before, I think you got to be a little more careful now with these guys, the younger kids, they can hit that ball at your partner down the line. But just keeping the ball in front of you, closing, being in the right position is, is huge. You've mastered, you've mastered that freeze shot. You know, somebody hits it and you just, you know, just this freeze and then the ball goes over and it's just, it just seems so effortless, man. And, but it's, it's so deadly <laughs> a combination too. It just goes right where you, uh, it seems like, you know, where you just will the ball to be, it's just going to go there. Not always, not always. And, that, and that's that guy we, we talked about earlier. I got to give credit to Tim Nelson because I, I learned that shot from Tim Nelson. I watched him do it and I figured it out from there. And it's, it's a huge part of the game. And the other part of that is you see, you see the ball, you get it set back into the kitchen real soft. But the other part of that is also to make that effective is closing. In other words, you're taking angles away. I'm, I'm a big proponent in this game of real estate. You're controlling real estate, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So not only when you take that ball and you take pace off, you put it down in that little corner, but you're also, you and your partner closing, which closes real estate, which doesn't allow them a big selection of shots. Now, you mentioned uh, the importance of having a great partner, and uh, you and Phil Bagley have been partners for years. I know that uh, you won nationals together, and uh, are you going to continue to partner up this year? This year, actually, Phil's taking a step back a little bit right now, so I'll be playing uh, TOC with uh, Glenn Peterson. and. And I'm going to go to go to the old folks arena a little bit there, and then and then at the nationals, I was fortunate enough to get Rob Elliott, so I've got Rob for the 35s and for the Open in the nationals. And I can't say enough good things about where that guy's come from. You talking about somebody who can actually strike a pickleball? Good God, he's pretty good. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, you'll have to uh, thank uh, both Rob and Glenn Peterson from me because I've uh, switched over to the Engage version of the Glenn Peterson paddle, and I love nice. it. it. I love that thing because I just tend to choke up anyway kind of more of a ping pong grip and uh, sure. thought, gee, instead of having this wasted handle that's doing me no good, I'm just going to get that guy and, and have more surface area. So it's been right. a lot of fun. Yeah. So pass along my thanks uh, from me to them when you see them. I played with them, actually played with them on their courts this morning. And that's a, that's another thing. A lot of people have are picking the paddles of choice. And I think they look at a lot of the top players and they go, oh, that, they play with that paddle. That must be the, the best paddle. And, <laughs> and what, what I say is, and I got to be politically correct here because I like all of the manufacturers, mm-hmm. you, you need to play with all the paddles because a lot of folks are being paid to play with certain paddles. And, uh, you know, you got to play with the paddle that you like the best. I don't get any money from Rob at all. And I, I love that engaged paddle. So again, that's personal preference, but I think all the paddle companies do a great job. And, and there's a bunch of good owners out there, good, good folks. Yeah, there sure are. Now, what do you think about all the equipment changes the in the paddles? I mean, is it is it going to go too far? I remember John McEnroe years ago was talking about tennis rackets. He was an, actually an advocate of going back to wood rackets. He thought that uh, the new rackets had sort of ruined the men's game. It just became this shootout, and uh, you know there weren't these long volleys. And he thought just like in baseball, where you can't use an aluminum bat in the uh, major leagues, you have to use a wooden bat. He thought, well, what if you, on the pro circuit, if you had to use a wooden racket uh it would bring the men's game back and make it more interesting to watch do you think that in pickleball the paddles the technology can go too far and make it too much of a power game the guys and the gals are going to benefit from that technology in my mind are your tennis players your folks that have the ability to hit a ball from the from the ground stroke you know mm-hmm. and be able to powder it be able to roll it anything gives you the ability to create spin on that ball is, is going to make big differences I've always said I think that they haven't gone far enough yet. I think that the game is is botched up in that when a guy my age can still can kind of compete 
at the open level, it's probably it's probably um, a little bit too tight. Once you loosen it up, maybe a little rougher paddle surface, maybe a ball that allow uh, control you can control, maybe hit a little bit harder. And then all of a sudden, these twenty five year old kids that can absolutely destroy a pickleball and do things with a pickleball that a guy my age can't, then I think you differentiate who does what in the sport. And so I think the sport could use a little bit more of that. I think at some point it'd need to be controlled, but it probably could use a little bit more of that. We will definitely see. Now, I promised people two things last week, Brian, and uh, well, check your beer situation because I'm going to need another one here. Uh, I promised that I would spend the 75th episode of the Pickleball Show with a special guest. I also promised that I would make a special announcement, and I'm going to go ahead and do that now. And the announcement is we had too darn much fun at Pickleball Summit in Charlotte not to do it again. Again, so yes, we are going to do Pickleball Summit again. It's coming up. Pickleball Summit Midwest will be Indianapolis, Indiana, October 14th, 15th, 16th. It's going to be at a spectacular facility called Jonathan Bird's Fieldhouse at Grand Park. This is going to be amazing. 24 indoor air-conditioned pickleball courts with six, that's right, six pros that you will receive training from. Here's the lineup. Reigning men's national champion, Matthew Blom. You loved him in Pickleball Summit in Charlotte. He's coming to Indianapolis, folks. Also reigning women's national champion, Gigi Lamaster. And two of the top trainers, top players in the sport, we mentioned them earlier, the founders of Engage Pickleball, Robert Elliott and Jody Elliott. And also the hottest young pickleball coach from Third Shot Sports in Canada. He is uh, setting the pickleball world on fire with his training. We had a bunch of people in uh, Charlotte talking about how great it was to do his clinic in San Diego. And now he's coming to Indianapolis as well. Mark Renison will be joining us. And if that wasn't enough... You've been listening to him and enjoying everything he's been saying, and now you can train with him personally. National champion Brian Staub will be joining us at Pickleball Summit Midwest, Indianapolis, Indiana, October 14th, 15th, 16th. Brian, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm excited as well. That's, that's a great lineup, and I know all those folks really will. They're, they're a lot of fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, it's going to be spectacular. The venue, first of all, is just going to be top-notch. People in Indiana probably are going, ooh, Jonathan Bird's Fieldhouse. I mean, they already know, but if you're not in Indiana, you need to know that this is a state-of-the-art facility. Uh, Jonathan Bird's is actually a restaurant group in Indiana, and they have a restaurant right there in the facility, and it's one of their flagship restaurants. In addition to you know the concession stand, in. They also have a top-notch restaurant, so everything's going to be self-contained right there. Beautiful facility, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, 24 indoor courts. We're reducing the uh, group size. People, they had a great time in Charlotte, but they said, boy, if there was one thing maybe that uh, would make it even better, it would be to have a little bit smaller group. So we're reducing the size of the groups by 25%. You're going to love it. It's going to be really a, a lot of fun. Tickets are available right now. Go to pickleballsummit.com. That's pickleballsummit.com. Boy, we sold out very quickly last time, so it's going to sell out again, I think, uh, just as quickly, if not quicker. 
because this will be uh, your last chance. If you're going to nationals, you'll get a, a great tune-up by training with three national champions simultaneously. I think this is probably the first time in pickleball history that you're going to be able to go side by side by side with three national champions in Brian Staub, Matthew Blom, Gigi Lamaster, also Rob and Jody Elliott, Mark Renison as well. That's pickleballsummit.com. And Brian Staub and I are going to grab another beer and continue this conversation next week. Until then, head over to pickleballsummit.com. Grab your tickets right now. Join national champion Brian Staub, national champion Matthew Blom, national champion Gigi Lamaster, Robert Elliott, Jody Elliott, Mark Renison. It's the ultimate pickleball training event, and we want you to be a part of it. Yes, in the month of August, there is a deal. Buy one ticket, get the next ticket, half price. That's right, bring a partner for half price. There's never going to be a better deal than right now. Head over to PickleballSummit.com and lock up your position, your slot, share the court with these national champions, and take your game to the next level. Looking forward to seeing you there. I'm Chris Allen. This is the Pickleball Show. And until next week, keep them low. The Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free.